treat my family structure like a business. And I think that's what helps us take out the emotions. So it was an emotional thing up front for my wife because I was like, I'm not emotional. It's just I make a decision based on what I've seen. I know what I've done or have not done and what could be coming up or not coming up. Mm-hmm. So then I'm not in this, oh my God, what do I do? <laughs> no, it's like, yo, I'm gonna make a decision today. Yeah. And my wife knows I don't freak out. Like when things have gotten tough, all I do is make another decision that's gonna put me in a better position. Welcome to another episode of the Art of Kings podcast show, a show dedicated to helping men become all that they are. As always, I'm your host, Sean Stevens, and today I'm joined with the guest, Jasper Smith, a.k.a. Mr. Build Wealth. But today we will not be talking about finances as we did on our most previous episode. You can check that out with uh, Jasper as well. I'm not sure when this episode will release, but... The last episode was great. Check that out and just take in all of that value. But without further ado, my brother, Jasper Smith, how are you doing today, bro? I'm good, man. I, I like the the vibe we're going to have with this conversation. So not, not so much money specific, but more, I'll say life stuff that we're going to chop it up about. So looking forward to the convo. Yeah, absolutely, bro. And, and so the topics that we're speaking about right now are... Bro, these are things like that. It's so funny. A lot of the episodes that I record, they're always so relevant in my life. Like I was just kind of having a conversation about some of the things that we're going to be talking about today with mm-hmm. with some of my friends recently, because like you you start to think about and I guess this will kind of just segue into one, one of the first topics <laughs> and that topic being the the men that you have around you, your mm-hmm. circle, your crew, whatever. <laughs> And I was just speaking with with a with a good friend of mine, and I was calling him out on something essentially. And I had to tell him, like, you know, I'm only doing this because I love you. But it's important that we have people around us who yeah. will call us out on things. And it's important that we as men can can take that properly, you know? And so so we'll just jump into that, man, because I know you got some stuff to say on, on that topic. So let's just get it. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, man. I mean, what, what you're describing is kind of the, the issue that most men have is being willing to accept feedback. And also, you got to learn how to give it. And so I think it's you got to take it from both angles. So, you know, your crew, <clears throat> you know how they act. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you may have to deliver your message in a certain way for them to receive it. Mm-hmm. So if you know they're going to pop off right away, you got to say, look, I know you pop off. Just So go ahead and call. I know you're going to pop off when I say this, but I saw, like, you know, can I... It's all about how you phrase it. And yeah. one of my mentors really shared that with me. He's like, man, you can deliver a harsh message nicely. Yeah. Like, you literally can deliver that, you know, they call it constructive feedback or criticism, whatever, however you want to define it. But you got to know who your audience is and how they need to receive the message. So it's hard for men because we just want like, I got to tell you right now, forget your feelings. We got feelings, too. But it's all about how you address it. So if you come in here and say, look, you know, Zion, like I've been noticing some things over time. Like, one, are you open to getting some feedback? 
Yeah. You know, you got to ask the question. You got to prompt them. Like you can't just drop it on them unless they are the type that can take it. So I think it's worth having that conversation around, you know, man, how do y'all need to receive feedback? Like, is it direct? Is it indirect? I need to text you. I need to call you. I need to email you. Like, you really need to know those things so then you don't have that disruption. Yeah. yeah. In friendship. Yeah. <laughs> so so you just saying that makes me think that one of the biggest issues for for us mm-hmm. is is the how we receive these things and the fact that a lot of times we don't want to. Like I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Like I don't necessarily. I I'm not the biggest fan, or I never really was until until recently of of receiving criticism from somebody. Like, like that's just not. Like I always, I'm like I'm on point. Like in my mind, I'm like I'm on point. I'm doing what I gotta do, bro. So like <laughs> I'm not trying to hear nothing from. I'm not trying to hear nothing from anybody, right? So, but it's important because sometimes when we're so focused on on the things that we're doing and we're so focused on growing the companies and and running this that and the third and being leaders and stuff like that there are times where there's things that we that we miss it just in our lives whether that could be like our health for example like if we're so focused on if we're so focused on building the company and we're you know, day in and day out working on the company, but our health starts to decrease. Like we, we're not paying as much attention to that. We're so zoomed in on that, that we're going to need other strong people around us to have not only, not only the ability to notice these things, but also be strong enough to tell us like, yo, bro, like, how's your health doing? You gotta, you gotta, you know, pay more attention to that. Yeah. The feedback thing, grew grew on me because I played sports growing up. And I think this is where sports really helps out a lot of men or just people in general. Yeah. Coach, a coach always told me that if you're a leader, I'm going to ride you the hardest because the rest of the team is watching you. Mm -hmm. So you could be the superstar, but there's more responsibility that comes with that. And the coaches are typically harder on superstars because they know as the superstar goes, the team goes. And this is only if you're in team sports. If it's individual, it's just you. Right. It's just you and maybe a coach. But in that team environment, I I looked at my coaches and they would always say, if I'm not giving you that attention, I'm not riding you. That means I actually don't think you are a leader and I don't care. Yeah. Not as much as I care about the other. So there's so there's all that sliding scale of for some people, you're going to have to follow up a lot more because they need more reinforcement. For others, you may be able to tell somebody one time and they get it and run. Yeah. Yeah. You know that you know how your crew operates, so you got to think about that in terms of, yo, know, can I tell some of my homie? Is he gonna like catch feelings? And if he does catch feelings, are we aware that he catches feelings when we try to tell him something? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> so another thing, another thing that I'm thinking about right now is also like, you need to, you really need to be careful of who you even call your crew. Yeah, like that's huge. Like. There's some people who it's just not beneficial for you to associate with or be around. Mm-hmm. And you have mm-hmm. to be realistic about that. Doesn't matter, you know, like 
in certain in certain respects, right? If you know somebody, if you've known somebody for a long time and whatever, and I have friends like this myself, you know them for a long time, you know, y'all are cool, but y'all, you guys are just you're focused on on really growing and, and doing certain things, and they're just not. That's not one of the people. I'm not saying you, you never speak to them again, but yeah. people who you who you who you associate with on a daily basis, who you're calling your crew, because you know the saying, and and they put this so many different ways. Like if you if you hang with four fools, you'll be the fifth, and it's like yeah. you're the average of like the the five people you spend the most time around. <laughs> These things are they they they're legit, and yeah. just be conscious and aware of the people that that you're around because again, you don't want to you don't want that kind of lazy behavior or whatever it is the traits that that they have to rub off on you in in any way. Well, I think we're assuming, right? We assume you don't want to be the fifth fool yeah. in a group of four fool. We, we assume, right? We're making the assumption that you want to do better, you want to grow, you want to develop, right? It, it's the, as you grow and mature, you're going to change, hopefully for the better. Mm-hmm. So when people say, you know, I haven't seen you in years and you haven't changed a bit, I don't like that. <laughs> Because yeah. that means you have had no growth in your life. And so, again, I, I live in California now, and I'm from North Carolina. And when I go home, people are like, man, you just, you're different. Yes, I know. I moved away so I could grow. Mm-hmm. So if you don't move away, if you don't get outside of your comfort zone, you really don't know what you're capable of doing. Maybe mm-hmm. you've never struggled. So when an issue comes up, you crumble because you've never dealt with that type of a struggle, right? You've always been protected. Right. And so how how do you navigate that with your crew is that your 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 crew they need to understand what you're trying to do and, and if not you say that you got to distance yourself from distance yourself from them so mm-hmm. i'm three thousand miles away from most of the people that i grew up with right yeah so you may have some receipts on me but i'm not that dude yeah yeah still the same guy it's just i've evolved since i left yeah yeah once you once you set out to do certain things and i was literally just talking about this on an episode that is recorded but not released yet once you set out to do once you set out to achieve certain goals and and you're serious about achieving those goals it forces you to maneuver in ways that you never have and it's not even like you said you're the same guy and that's real like you're gonna always be you and this is also why i say is also why i say growing into all that you are because i'm sure even for for, for yourself your whole life, you you knew that you were destined to do great things. Like all of us are, all of us know that we're destined to do great things. So on your journey, you're you're growing more into that at every you know at every chapter. And so once you set out on that journey, and once you set out and you create different goals, it just forces you to acquire new skills. It forces you to maneuver different, and and you become you know different than like you said uh the people back at home might see and 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 things like that well the the thing for a lot of men is we don't communicate a lot of this stuff to our friends right we're very i think men are very surface level in our interactions Mm. and so when we don't have the deeper conversation something will happen like there'll there'll be the blow up where you're like man i didn't know i am thought i know he felt that way he hating like that you'll do something that will trigger them you're like I didn't see that coming. And all that means is that you really didn't communicate enough 
or you didn't communicate effectively. Mm-hmm. That's that's where most issues come about. Is that there was no communication, or the the communication wasn't clear. Yeah, yeah, and communication is a huge one, and we are going to talk more on that in 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 this conversation here. But mm-hmm. while we're still on the on the topic of our of our yeah. group and our friends and everything, I think one of the biggest one of the biggest issues that we'll also face when we start to when we start to grow and we start to elevate are the yes men around us and you don't want a crew of yes men i'm gonna repeat that you do not want a crew of yes men that is that is one of the biggest things that can stop us from achieving real and and true growth and so i mean yeah go ahead no you 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 do you you want you want the people that are going to challenge you yeah and I think the saying, saying yes all the time, like nobody's ever challenging your way of thinking. So you may be out here thinking you you the hot stuff yeah, because your crew is like, yeah, you hype. Me. I mean, it's funny. You see the memes and stuff online, but it's like, are you really that person? Like, are are you that good? And are all, all of your ideas and efforts that great? And a lot of times they aren't you know, like nothing's perfect. Mm-hmm. But if you constantly hear somebody saying, yeah, you're great, you're hype, you're, you're this and that, and you never hear the opposing view you get this false sense, like it's this false sense of security that you are, yeah. you know, the head person in charge. Like you're like, yeah, I got this. Cause yeah. my crew backs me up and I keep this and whoop, whoop, whoop. And I'm like, yeah. is it just them? Are they the only ones saying you good? And it's like folks with, I don't, you know, it's like the folks who, uh, you know, I can sing and everybody, your family. <laughs> like, I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody in the family say you can sing, but then you go out yeah. and cover that dog. Your family yeah. trying to hurt your feelings. Yeah, you ain't got no voice. Yeah, <laughs> bro, that's so real. Like, like, yo, it's crazy because, like, the people and so so for the yes men, a lot of men want want yes men around, or or don't realize that they have yes men around. Whatever it is, because it it satisfies the ego and your pride and everything. It makes you yep. feel. It makes you feel good for a bunch of other people to be like, yeah, you're you killing it. Or no matter what you do, you're killing it. You're doing this, that, and the third. But And that's the reason why we say it stops us from having true growth. Because like you said, you want to be around people that challenge you. Like, I want to be around people who are, gonna, who are going to force me to think in ways that I haven't thought before. Give me ideas based on how, how they're moving. Like, if my friend is, is killing it in everything that he's doing... We can have conversations and he can tell me about, oh, yeah, I'm doing this, that and the third. And he might be telling me something that I'm not necessarily doing. And then I can begin to implement that or mm-hmm. vice versa. That's important. And and I think it goes to the saying iron sharpens iron. That's real. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. that's real. And if you all the people that you associate with are people who are killing it, you are inevitably going to start to rise to that level and you're going to continue to grow and that's just so important and in, and another on that same note when we're talking about like our family and and growing our family and everything those are the kind of people that you want in your village that's important you don't want a village built you know with a bunch of yes men and things like that you, yeah. you know you want strong people in your village for for numerous reasons man you do Give yourself time to build these relationships. So you, there, it might not be with the people you grew up with in your neighborhood. Like it just might not be those people you would prefer, 
but then you've got to go seek out those additional relationships elsewhere. So yeah. I, I was kind of forced because I moved so far away. So I, I lost that physical connection to a lot of my my friends and family. So I've had to rebuild that, you know, locally in California, like where I live. But I don't forget the people I grew up with. It's just you start to assess, like, do I really need to stay in touch with these people? Like, yeah. like it's, it's a legit question. Like, and yeah. it's yes or no. There's no maybe. It's I need to continue to stay in touch or I don't. Mm-hmm. Or we need to try to stay in touch maybe a little bit. Or right. maybe, you know, when I come home, they'll be on that short list of people I, I want to stay engaged with. Um, I used to struggle with that. Like, I used to think I need to be everything to everybody when I come home. But then I was like, ain't nobody calling me. But yet when I come home, they're like, you coming to visit? No. But, and I used to feel guilty. But but then I realized I was like, y'all, y'all never check in on me. But right. yeah, when you, you know, I used to post it. Hey, I'm coming home. Oh man, you coming out to see us? <laughs> yeah. No. No. <laughs> and then yeah. they, again, again, feelings get hurt. And then they start to realize like, y'all yeah, really don't know this guy no more. Well, you haven't reached out and I haven't either. So yeah. it, it's, it's it takes two to tango, man. Like we can't blame one person. We got to say, did I want the relationship or not? And if I did, did I try? So I've tried. And then I've gotten that person who was like, man, I'm just not, I'm not trying to go where you're trying to go. Cool. Now I know we still cool. Mm-hmm. I'll dap you up at the party when I see you, but I'm not going above and beyond to call you, check up on you. Like I wish you the best, like no ill will. It's just, we're growing apart. And it's happened to me with some very close friends that I grew up with, you know, a good friend of mine who's in prison. So like, I've had the same issues of like, you just started growing apart and yeah. you see how our lives have just gone and separate, still the homie, still, mm-hmm. you know, we were, we were, we were tight. It's just, we just kept growing apart and we, again, just didn't, we didn't do what it took to, to maintain that relationship. Yeah. So you said something that is, is, is really dope and I want to, I want to emphasize it and share this with our with our listeners. So the question you asked is is do I want this relationship or not? And that's an important question to ask and then the follow-up question would be to ask why? Like what is the reason that I want this relationship? And if you and of course there's so many different answers that can come with that. But if the answer is because it is boosting your ego or satisfying your ego or doing something like that then it's probably not a good relationship for you to have mm-hmm. it's probably not the person that you want to have in your crew in your village or whatever you want to call it so just ask that question and be real with yourself because if you can't be real with yourself man you're going to run into a lot of a lot of problems and a lot of issues man so I think that's like the biggest takeaway from that and and one of the ways to really assess your relationships, your your current relationship. So before we move on real quick, just just a random question. How was so moving to California from North Carolina, your relationships once you moved to to California, do you think it was do you think you were able to build? Do you think you were able to build better relationships being that you went to a new place already with like the intention to do, you know, like the intention to build your brand, the intention to do these things. Like you went to a new place, really focused. Did that, did that allow you to immediately like make connections with people who are already, you know, already kind of thinking similar to you? 
Yeah, I say yes and no. So I met a lot of people because I was so open to the new experience. Mm. But then it was almost like you're throwing all these people who are potential relationships into the funnel. And then over time, again, I've been in the in the Bay Area now for 16 years. So over time, it's kind of whittled down to like I met a whole bunch of people in those first like couple of years. I'm just out trying to be the new like I am the new guy. Yeah. And it slowly dwindles down where it's like, all right, I ain't fooling with some of y'all no more. <laughs> and, then you, and then you find that core group. And that's that's anybody who's new where I was I was open. So I met a lot of people. But then I've also had people who've moved and, you know, they've moved away from home, but they weren't as open as I was. And then wherever they moved, it was a horrible place. And mm. they're again, these are metropolitan cities that friends of mine would move to and say, I hate that city. But I'm yeah. like, what did you do to try to meet new people, to try to have new experiences? And so were you closed off into trying? And for a lot of people, the answer is yes. Yeah. So I was open. Uh, there was an abundance of people. And then it kind of whittled itself down over time to see like right, they okay I, I I knew I liked them to start but like I I can really rock with these people because of what they've shown me over time and that's any relationship that it starts there's an initial interaction you're like yes or no yeah yes I'm gonna keep going with this person and then you slowly start to build you have additional interactions you hang out you schedule things and so for me it was somewhat easy because I came in with the mindset that I need to build and mm. I want to build. So I'm leaving myself open. Yeah, I can get hurt and get crushed. Mm. It happens. But I was open. And if for a lot of people, men included, again, can you swallow the pride and the ego to go out and ask for help to do those things? Because again, I don't have family close by. So I was people were able to see that I was willing to be vulnerable and I was willing to ask for help, although I was a man. Yeah. If I'm a black man, you know, again, depending on how you ra were raised and the men around you, you know, yeah. asking for help is a struggle for, for all men. Yeah. Yeah. And no, that's, a, that's bro. So we have a, so we have a whole episode coming out on the power of vulnerability. I don't know when this episode is going to come out with respect <laughs> to that episode. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to speak on it too much, but we yeah. have, a series, we have a series coming out called like the power we're calling it like the power series and it's where we're talking about some of the things that actually give men like true, true power. And I have an episode coming out with a friend of mine, Kamadi. He, and we're just talking about the power of vulnerability and we're kind of touching on exactly what you just said. Um, and so before I officially, the last thing before we pivot, <laughs> um, you, you saying that you assessed, you know, your situation and that you needed, you saw the need to build and you wanted to as well. Assess your situation, guys, because a lot of the times you don't need to be around anybody. Like a lot of people are in phases where they really just need to worry about themselves, bro. And you shouldn't even really be thinking about other people or, or connect. Like it might not be the time for you to think about who, what is my crew going to look like? What is, you're not going to find the right people that are actually going to be beneficial to you on your journey if you're not even clear on the things you need to be doing and you're not even executing on your own mission. So make sure everything is good. And I, and I always repeat this, but make sure everything is good at home base before you start to start reaching out and, and you know, interacting with, with others and everything like that. So with that being said, man, we're going to take a, we're going to take a pivot 
right now. And we're going to talk about, we're going to, we're going to talk about conversations around money. We are going into finance a little bit, but conversations around money with the spouse and with family. And oh, so, so you're married. Correct me if I'm wrong. You have a nine month old. Yeah. Yeah. Nine month old. And so on our last episode, we, we spoke a little bit about about your 18 year head start plan that you can read yeah. on on the on the article which I'll leave in the description and briefly we we just spoke about how you you know how you and your wife came up with this plan and for the financial benefit of your daughter and for the family and everything and so we bring this topic up conversations around money with with our spouses and within our family because it's another thing that is closely tied to pride and ego and we really need to get better with that as men and we need to be more open with these conversations and really begin to build things of significance with our families and and things like that so i'll let you just talk on it i'll mostly just be asking some questions around it because i'm i'm curious about how how you guys about you guys plans and and how you you know move around around conversations with money well it started before i got married yeah i think people have this tendency to want to wait well when you find the right person for you you might as well have the conversation then and not delay it and, and so i took that from a uh just from like experiences of hearing other people's stories about here's what we waited to do. Mm-hmm. And I always felt like, what if I did a little bit of work ahead of time mm-hmm. to avoid the the inevitable argument? Like just <laughs> get it out of the way now. Like yeah. before I say I do, just know what you do and what they do with their money. Yeah. It, so so for me, it's because this, this is my 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 profession. It wasn't hard for me to have that talk. I was like, hey, look, got some stuff on my mind. Here's how I need to operate. Mm -hmm. How do you need to operate when it comes to like money? And we hit every topic. So it wasn't like this, you hiding, like you still, it takes time, but I laid it all out from the beginning. And then, you know, we dated for a little while longer. I was like, all right, I shouldn't get that ring. So that was a part of the plan. So then I'm like, all right, cool, we can get married. So for me, it was always, I got to get ahead of the conversation. Why wait until you have a kid to start having to talk about planning for their future? which is why we talked about that last time. It's like, we had that talk before we had my daughter. So yeah. it wasn't like this, we're, we're waiting and then we're going to react. So, so the conversation with your spouse or significant other, just do it sooner rather than later. Mm. And there's no magic on how it has to go down because you've got to figure out what works for you. Mm. What works for you and your partner. Yeah. So for us, it was, I do a quarterly thing. I say, yo, every quarter, I sit down and take a look at my money. Good, bad, or indifferent, I take a look. I don't like what I see all the time, but I got to address it. It's like doing your taxes. You're like, woo, last year was great or it wasn't. So you have these moments where I just need to do it more frequently than like once a year or, you know, never. A lot of people never talk about it and then just kind of live and exist. And I said, nah, nah. quarterly, we got we to gotta talk it out. Where are we? What do we need to do? What are we thinking about for the next quarter? And so it took my wife maybe six months to a year to kind of, get into the groove of like oh this is a thing yeah yeah like we have a shared calendar where it was like 
this is the meeting you ain't skipping. Mm-hmm. Or if we have to bump it, we bump it to later that day or we move it up. But we don't reschedule the meeting for us to talk about money. Because, again, it's that's the easy thing and convenient thing to do. So we just talk it out. Yeah. And, and as we went through that that year, we'll call it the trial. My wife was like, oh, he's serious about this. Why would I lie? I know we're going to have other issues and this can't be one of them. So as long as we can be clear and open and honest, like we've ne- we don't argue about that stuff. Yeah, we will have we will have a, a discussion. Yeah, yeah. So I was you gonna, know, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna ask, like, what does it take for you? What does it take, especially as a finance is your profession, and so I'm sure that you can approach it a little bit differently than than a lot of other people can. But what do you? How do you approach it? And and I don't want to say from an emotional standpoint, but like. Just how do you how do you approach it to where it's not to where it doesn't become an argument or a topic of like, I don't I don't want to speak about this because a lot of people when they speak around finance is it it's it always has a negative connotation for some reason all the time. Like when you got a meeting about finance, like we actually mentioned this on the other on the other podcast episode, but it's like people when it gets a little tough. That's when people want to start looking at their numbers and and things like that. And typically around that time, there's not the best energy around and it just gets all it just gets all messy. But do you think that that due to the fact that you check it quarterly, good, bad or indifferent, do you think that that plays into into the into the energy of the conversation, being that it's not just during a time of of like a rough time or a rough patch? Yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It, it makes it it makes it so much easier. So we know when the quarter is about to end. And we use like a calendar quarter, right? January, February, March, April, May, June. So at the end of that month or the beginning of that fourth month, we have the talk. And, and it got to the point where although we have it on a shared calendar, like I almost forgot one day. And my wife was like, you know, we got to have our meeting tonight. And she was excited. And I was like, that's when I knew we had turned that corner where it was like, you see why I like doing this? Because yeah. it wasn't even on my mind. And then I just jumped back into, yo, did you, you know, did you do your update? And then I do mine. And then we collectively talk about like what went well. Like we just go through it. Like I treat my family structure like a business. And I think that's what helps us take out the emotions. So it was an emotional thing up front for my wife. Cause I was like, I'm not emotional. It's just, I make a decision based on what I've seen. I know what I've done or have not done and what could be coming up or not coming up. Mm-hmm. So then I'm not in this, oh my God, what do I do? <laughs> no, it's like, yo, I'm gonna make a decision today. Yeah. And my wife knows I don't freak out. Like when things have gotten tough, all I do is make another decision that's gonna put me in a better position. Right. You know, people who are entrepreneurs are like, well, should I get a job? Maybe. Or maybe you gotta figure out somehow to way the, the firm firm up that cash flow and so there's no i have to it's just i need to do this right now yeah yeah like there's no i gotta do it today tomorrow no based on what i've just done or have done i need to make a decision and that decision impacts the entire family Mm -hmm. yeah i love that bro and man i just love everything about that and i think we can we can chalk that up to again to being proactive because no matter what and and you said you treat it as a business as well which is which is dope and that's and 
And a lot of people really do need to have that sort of approach because when you when you talk about your family and the structure and and everything like that, man, like it's not one of those things that you can just passively watch. Like you can't just sit back and 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 whatever happens, whatever comes, it's like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll handle I'll handle it then. And uh, you know, it's not one of those things. So no, I, I got it. it's not manly. <laughs> this, this is the art of kings. If you're gonna be yeah. a king and you're gonna lead, you gotta lead and you yeah. can't half step it. So the same stuff that I preach, I live by. And, and I think about if I don't live by it, I'm a hypocrite. That means everything I just shared with you or that I share all the time is like, yo, Jasper, yo, he foul. He, he, it sounds good when he's talking it, but is he living it? Yeah. And my wife will be my, my, my proof is that, yo, she know how I roll. Yeah. So there's never this, 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 um, this disconnect. It's like, yo, we here. Like I put a ring on it, which means I got a, I got a commitment to her. And then I got a little girl. And, and so I find men who will make the excuse on why they can't do whatever it is they got to do. And I'm like, just do it. Yo, man up. Yeah. Like we, we, we say that. But <laughs> we gotta dudes don't be man. They, they're not man enough. Yeah, we got to live it, bro. And so I love everything that we just discussed, man. And and just listen to all the topics, listen to the points. And again, really evaluate what you're doing. Are you being proactive? Are you manning up? Are you able to lead your family? Are you able to be in control of the things that you're responsible for? And really assess that. And if you if the answer is no, you got to really step up. You got to really step up and, and be that man that you're called to be and be that king. So with that being said, man, I have all of your, all of your information and everything. <laughs> Anybody wants to get in touch with you, for, for whatever, I'm going to leave all of that in the description below. Be sure to check out our episode that came out March 7th. That's when the episode dropped. So go back, check out that episode. That's an episode that we talk about, Straight Finances with Jasper. And it's a really valuable episode, so be sure to check that out. Jasper, before we leave, you got anything else that you want to throw in? Are we good? You know, I, I would say to all your listeners, just I know we have what it takes inside of us to do it. It's not always easy. Sometimes there's a little fear, but I think when you can step into the light and then we talked about at the very beginning, like your crew and then that, that group, it should all be in alignment, mm -hmm. not perfect alignment, but it should be pretty aligned to where you know what you're doing and why. And so does your crew. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's how it should be. And so when you when you see these close knit, you know, successful people and they're like, man, here, here are my boys. Like, you know, they've gone through some stuff. Yeah. yeah. You, like you are. You ain't got to ask them. You just know, like, if they still there, yeah. you are of a certain age. That means like, yo, man, they've been around. Woo. Yeah, they got some receipts. <laughs> but it, it becomes this. It, that, that is your extended family. Like your family, you, you, you can't choose them. But your friends and your crew, you have a choice. And mm -hmm. so be mindful of the power of choice mm -hmm. with the folks you're surrounding yourself with. Mm -hmm. and, and try your best to find people who will remain positive. No matter what happens, you got to have that element of positivity around you to keep you lifted when times get a little rough. Yo, I love that. So like I said, man, I'm going to leave all of Jasper's information in the description with that being said, that concludes today's episode of the Art of Kings podcast show. Peace. Peace, Art of Kings family. Thank you for listening to today's episode. 
As a listener of the Art of Kings podcast show, we ask that you do three things to help us further our mission and reach as many men as possible. First, if you feel it is appropriate, please leave us a five-star review as it would greatly help with our ratings and help to get the podcast out to more people. Second, if you don't already, please follow us on Instagram at underscore Art of Kings underscore. That is the official community for the Art of Kings podcast show, where you can interact with other listeners of the podcast and receive special updates about future guests, as well as future episodes. Finally, please send the podcast directly to three people who you feel could benefit from our messages. The Art of Kings is a movement intended to help us men become all that we were meant to be, all that our families need us to be, and all that the universe calls us to be. If you find our episodes valuable, please send the podcast over to three people with the hopes of spreading the message and furthering the movement. With that being said, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Oh, oh, oh.